0: Good morning, everybody. The grain markets are mostly higher here on Tuesday morning. As of the 745 pause in trading, May Corn Futures up another four cents at 379.5. May soybeans up one and a quarter at 902 and a quarter. May Chicago wheat up one and a half at 524 and three-quarters. May Kansas City wheat up three cents at 460 and three-quarters. May Corn Futures have now rallied 14 cents from last week's lows. I have discussed at length recently the correlation that we so often see between delivery periods and spike lows in the corn market you got to remember, farmers who had March basis contracts were forced to either price or roll those basis contracts last week. And I think that that opened the door to some upside in this market. And this is not unprecedented. We've seen these sort of lows or bottoms in the market occur around these delivery periods so many times throughout the years. And I think that uh, we're seeing a little bit of that here Uh, this week. So was that the low in the corn market that we saw last week? Uh, It's very possible. That could have been the low for a while. Now, we've still got a lot of uh, uh, outside market issues to deal with. We've still got this virus. We've still got the stock market, which has been loaded with volatility here as of late. and I, I think that the rebound in the stock market this week has certainly helped the grain markets. It hasn't hurt the grain markets, at least. But I, I very much believe that there is something to that delivery period, the pricing of all those basis contracts. It it it's, That's a story and a scenario that we've seen play out uh, year after year after year, and, and oftentimes many times within a calendar year as we've got a, a bunch of different delivery periods uh, during a calendar year world financial officials are considering ways to boost their economies in the wake of the coronavirus. Uh, Finance officials from the G7 um, put out a statement and said that at this point, they're not going to cut rates or really do a whole lot, but that it's not off the table. So no guarantee. Now, the problem here is that Monetary policy in most of these countries around the world, and and even in the U.S., is already very, very loose. Interest rates are already very, very low. So if you're a Fed official from any country, you don't have a lot of tools in your toolbox right now in order to shore shore up the economy. Rates are already so low, um, and, and some countries have negative rates. So they don't have the tools that that they did 10 or 15 years ago to combat this sort of thing. Um, there has been some discussion about a potential rate cut from the U.S. Fed. Um, that's not off the table, not on the table necessarily either. I don't know if, if that happens. Um, some well-known bank chiefs here in the U.S. do believe that the Fed will cut rates amid the virus. Uh, President Trump has been calling for lower rates here in the U.S. for a long time, and that uh, that predates uh, the coronavirus. Equity markets rallied sharply yesterday. Most of your big stock market uh, indices rallied 4% or more, and, and that's after a decline of, of 13% from the all-time high. So we had a big bounce yesterday where we've traded both sides of unchanged here overnight. Um, the Dow was up three or 400 points at one point last night. Winter wheat ratings improved in Kansas, Texas, and Oklahoma. USDA uh, doesn't issue national numbers just yet, but we have seen um, some state-by-state stuff. The Kansas wheat crop rated 45%, good to excellent. That's up from 35 last week. Texas rated 36%, good to excellent, up from 31 last week. Oklahoma rated 57%, good to excellent, up from 46 last week. So some pretty big jumps there. Should also be noted that the Texas corn crop is 12% planted versus 6% on average. So we do have some planting activity in the southern part of the country, and uh, this all starts to happen real fast around this time of year. The cattle market uh, rallied pretty good yesterday, and uh, we'll see if we can find some follow-through here today, but uh, we saw triple-digit gains. We saw the boxed beef market up just a little bit, Um, so some really better action across the ag complex and across the financial complex as well um, yesterday. Moving forward here, we do have a USDA report next week. Um, that'll be the next big topic of conversation, although I don't feel as if this coronavirus issue and the volatility in the outside markets are going to go away anytime soon. And, of course, the bigger report this month is the prospective plantings report, which is out on the 31st. The trade very much expects higher corn acreage. Um, uh Higher soybean acreage versus last year, but lower versus corn. We're looking for corn acreage somewhere in that 94 million acre range. Uh, beans maybe 85, 86, somewhere in that neighborhood. So we'll see what the surveys say uh, later this month. And that's really going to be your next book big input for these markets. And we're going to start to talk a lot more about um, you know the 2020 U.S. corn and soybean crop, planting, planting conditions, crop production potential, uh, all of that good stuff. If you'd like some more information, visit my website, go to www.standardgrain.com. If you're looking for a new and perhaps simplified approach to your grain marketing, go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan, check out my subscription service. For 49 bucks a month, you can get on my email. Um, You get that every day. It tells you exactly when and how I'm pricing corn, soybeans, and wheat throughout the year. Also, check out yesterday's podcast episode. My podcast is called Grain Markets and Other Stuff. It can be found on any podcast platform. And I discussed uh, specifically simplification of grain marketing in that episode. I think it would really be worth the listen, go and check that out. Everyone have a wonderful day. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.